Land Conquest. Title review. Preliminary title reports. Now we buy all of our properties with title insurance and suggest that you do too. Before closing, the escrow attorney or title company will provide you with a preliminary title report or title commitment. These documents really vary from state to state. But what is title insurance? A type of insurance policy that protects property owners against financial loss due to defects or issues related to a property's title or ownership history. I know that's a mouthful, but it is essential in your property purchases. They protect against things that could go wrong in the past chain of title on the property or anything uh, related to the history of that property that they insure against on their title policy. So you will be requesting specifically an owner's title policy. Now, this policy protects the property owner from financial losses resulting from title or ownership history defects such as liens, encumbrances, ownership disputes, or fraud. The coverage lasts as long as the policy owner owns the property or has financial interest. It's not a situation where you have to pay a monthly fee or anything like that. You pay a one-time fee at closing and then you're covered. Now, when you buy a policy, you'll be protected up to your purchase price for these potential issues. Now, keep in mind, it's not the market value of the property. It's your purchase price in the property. Even if you buy a property for $20,000 that's worth $100,000, you're covered up to $20,000. Now, the main benefit is that the insurance company conducts an in-depth research before issuing a policy to identify potential problems and confirm that the property is insurable. What that basically means is that they do a, uh, an extensive research on each property that you are going to be closing with them. So basically, they don't want to insure something that they know has an issue. So just by the fact that you're buying the insurance and you're going through that process, they do all that research. They get that title research out of the way so you can be assured that uh, they're buying into that as well, that the, the title is clean on this property and you're not going to have any issues. Now, if it turns out down the road that there was some sort of issue, you'd be able to put a claim against your title company. But just by the fact that they're doing this research and they're looking into all this uh, is, is really valuable in and of itself. Now, what these reports contain, basic identifying information, a legal description, standard coverage verbiage, tax information, easements, chain of title information, and plat maps. Research documentation. Sometimes the report will include the supporting research that was used to compile the report. These include chain of title deed copies, tax bills, plat maps or surveys, easement details, etc. Sometimes the supporting documents are not included in the report, but we always request this if it isn't included. Next, uh, some important things to really keep in mind when you're looking at these reports because they're many pages long generally and they can be a little daunting. But there are a couple sections that we look at in this report just to, uh, just to make sure there are no particular issues that we need to be aware of. First of all, there's a section called Requirements Schedule B Part 1. These items must be satisfied for the title insurance policy to be issued. They're kind of uh, requirements that they're asking of the seller or of the closing company in order to provide during the process. Usually these are paperwork requirements that the escrow, attorney, or title company will handle. You should read these over, but it's really the job of the closing company to collect any needed paperwork information listed here. Now here's an example, title commitment example. This is... Uh, 
Fidelity National Title, who is one of the major uh, title policy insurers. And there are a number of boilerplate things in these policies. And many times, a lot of these things are going to be the same from policy to policy and won't really have any sort of specific information. Here's the Schedule B Part 1 Requirements section. So it, uh, it talks about the certain requirements, and basically these are things that the escrow or title company needs to, to go through in order to ensure they're, they're taken care of during the closing process. Exceptions, Schedule B or Part 2. Now this is one of the most important sections of the report, which you should always review, always. Don't skip it. I know it's not exciting reading, but you really need to look into this section. These are things that the title company will not insure. That's why they're called exceptions. They're exceptions to the policy, meaning they will not cover things that are listed in this area. Um, at the top are normally standard items that are on all reports. These are kind of boilerplate things that they don't cover in any of these type of title policies. Lower on the list will be property-specific items. Read each item and try to understand what it means. There will always be items here, but you are looking for red flags or items that you did not anticipate. These can sometimes be a little complicated. So my advice is to ask the attorney, title, or escrow company for clarification if you need help understanding an item. Now, if you need additional information about something, just ask them for it. So that's their job to provide you this information. I'm going to show you on the title commitment here what the exception section looks like. That is here, Schedule B, Part 2, Exceptions. Now, like I said at the beginning here, it has some real boilerplate type things at the, at the beginning here. These are not specific really to the property. These are on all title policies that they issue. But what I want you to do is to really start scrolling down. Now, they're going to have this standard list, and then it's going to, at some point, go into specific items about the property. There's no line or anything that delineates this section, you know, the, the boilerplate from specific things, but you can generally tell. Now, in this report here, it starts at, at number nine. Easement is set forth in record book 547, page 1147, and recorded on May 17, 1999. Another easement here, a right-of-way. Um, and then there's uh, estates, defects, liens, affecting all tracts of land. You know, So this is a boilerplate here. And then an agreement for the assignment of lease rents royalties as set forth in this instrument number. Okay, so as I'm looking at this, there are a number of things that I'm just not going to just blow this off and say, hey, I'm fine with this. You guys are willing to issue the policy. I know these are exceptions, but, but basically they're saying that these items are recorded against the title of this property, and they're not going to ensure anything related to these things. So... In these type of cases, I need to know, like, what does this mean? What is this easement as set forth in record book 547, page 1147, and recorded on May 17, 1999? I have no clue. There's no additional information. Now, sometimes these reports will have that, you know, those items included or attached here. Sometimes they'll just send you over this boilerplate stuff, and they won't offer you any other information unless you ask for it. So it's really important to look at this and say, okay, what I generally do is I'll look at this and say, okay, I need to, I need to have the documents. I need to know what each of these things mean. I mean, you really need to ask those questions to your uh, closing company representative. 
and I'll just I'll just give a type up an email and I'll say, hey, I was reviewing the, reviewing the title commitment or the preliminary title report, and I notice uh, some items on the exceptions area that I want you I, I need some more additional information on. So it would be things like I would say. I need more information and the, um, the uh, documents related to items 9, 10, 11, and 13. So basically, these are the things that I don't understand just from these lines here. So it'd be 9, 10, 11, this is a boilerplate one, and then 13. And then I would send them off that email and then allow them to provide you the copies of those documents. And then you can read those documents. You can look them over. You may or may not understand what they mean. And then generally, you ask follow-up questions. Okay, what does this one mean? Can you summarize what this, this means? And sometimes they'll be able to tell you right away. Sometimes they'll say, well, let me ask my title rep. This, and, and, and it'll go back and forth like that. But I really wouldn't be uh, quick to just dismiss any of these sort of items. So some of these things can be super important. If there was an easement here... Say this means that there's an easement right down the center of the property that's like a big gas line or something like that, which means the property is not buildable. You need to know these types of things. And uh, it's, the, it's their job to actually provide you with that information and, and get to the bottom of it. So don't feel bad asking these questions. You're going to learn a lot during the whole process by doing this. But just make it a standard practice that anything that's specific that you need some more information on, just ask. Let's put it in an email. It's good to document it that way. And then follow up until you get the information. So important items to note in the exceptions section. Now, if a property is not located on a public road, always ask for confirmation of the access. Now, sometimes it may or may not say something in the exceptions situation. So I would definitely ask them about the access. And they'll, and they'll know. Uh, they'll be able to confirm access or not in some cases, but it's really important to know. Read through the various easements noted, notated on the report, like we just talked about. Also, sometimes there's noted in there oil, gas, or mineral leases. Those are super important. Like, you need to find out the information on that. Sometimes they'll be able to provide you the full lease, and it's, it's further research. You have to read that lease. Did it expire? You know, sometimes there's recorded leases on there, but they expired 20 years ago. So, obviously, that doesn't apply now if, if the lease expired, but... If it's an active lease, you should see that in the paperwork. And then any sort of restrictions or other recorded documents affecting the property. Sometimes a property is within a subdivision or something, so there's restrictions on the property. These would always be noted in this exceptions uh, section. And just get the documents and the additional information about those things. Easements. Now, an easement on a title report refers to a legal right granted to a third party to use a specific portion of a property for a particular purpose. I know that sounds a little complicated, but there are sometimes multiple easements listed in the exceptions section. Here are some common types of easements. Utility easements. Access easements for neighboring property owners to access their properties. Public roadway easements, generally along the road frontage. Those are very common. And then some title companies can pot the easements on a map depending on the area. This helps to understand their impact on a property. Now, sometimes some title companies can do that. Sometimes they can't. Uh, but, uh, but it's really helpful if they can do that. Pot maps or surveys. Many times a property will have a previous survey that was conducted. 
Surveys or plat maps can be located on the county website in some areas. Now, in other areas, the title company will need to provide this because they're not available on the county websites. Ask the title company for a copy of the survey or plat map on all transactions. They will provide this if they can't find this. Now, just as a side note, this is not listed on the slides, but we've had success sometimes where a title company can't find the plat map. The count is not available on the county website, but in the legal description that the title company provided us, the one that's on the deed, it mentions a survey or plat map that was conducted by a certain surveyor. And then we've had situations where we have looked up that information for that surveyor contacted them and they were able to send us a copy of that plat map or survey. So it's just another um, just another tool in your tool belt if you need to find that. It's always good to have the survey or plat map if you can find it. Final note about title reports and title companies. I just want to really stress this. You are paying the title company at closing. If you need help understanding access or any of the items listed on the report, ask for clarification or additional research. It's their job to help you fully understand the report, and please don't be shy about this. You will learn more and more over time by simply asking these questions.